We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Another give to Murray. And right down Broadway. And into the end zone. Big Latavius. In for a three-yard touchdown run. And finally, the drought is broken here after another lull of play by the offense. And the Bills have a chance to tie it here at 15 on the extra point. Latavius Murray in close goal line situation. The Bills were two for two in the red zone. Denver two for three. Bills got the one stop. Uh, but the Bills go two for two in the red zone. Red zone stats brought to you by Tops Friendly Market. Rush to the Tops Red Zone for winning savings. 8030550 is the phone number. We continue to react. React Bills fall 24 to 22 to Denver. And they're talking about it now on first take. Is the Bills championship window closed? And it is harder. It's becoming harder and harder to argue. That it's still open. At least for this season. It's getting hard to argue that it's open. Let's go back to the phones. Go to Steve in Virginia's next up. Hey, Steve. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call today. Sure thing. Hey, I'm just going to a few things. I mean, I know um, I just want to say off the bat, I'm like, you know, I've been uh, a fan since 1980. I've seen so many Billsy moments over the years. Mm-hmm. And since McDermott's been around, um, I mean, 13 seconds, obviously, the worst I've seen in team history. And then last night's definitely right up there. I mean, that, that, just, that just blows my mind. You know, but yeah. um, with McDermott, um, it just seems like he's just, like, shackling you know, Allen, because I, I think, you know, he has Dorsey. He's like, hey, we don't want him running. We don't want him scrambling, be more of a pocket passer, and we want this to be more of a well-balanced offense. And it kind of reminds me of years ago when Dick Geron was the head coach. He did the same thing with, with Turk Schoner. He didn't want all this motion. He wanted, like, a more, like, Pop Warner offense. And it just seems like that's what McDermott has been doing as an instructed Dorsey to do. You know, teams have figured out Dorsey's offense. They did it last year, um, Green Bay, as early as the Green Bay game last year. They've done it again this year. Dorsey count counter, and I said, I think he's being, um, you know, shackled by it. And then I also, another topic is, I don't know if this is on Bean or, or it's McDermott or a combination of both, but it just seems like they've invested so much assets on the defense. Whether it be high-priced, you know, like first-round pick, first or second-round picks, high-priced free agents, but on offense, we use one number one for what, a first-round pick for Diggs to trade for him, mm-hmm. but a two for Cook, 
another like um, also two third round picks for running backs, but then the rest of the wide receivers are like fourth round or lower, and they bring in these low mere tip guys. So like, just want to get your opinion. Is that more of a bean thing, McDermott, or, or both? And I said just the, the lack of the assets yeah. on offense is just it's baffling. just want to get your thoughts on all that. Thanks, Steve. Well, specifically a wide receiver. Like, they have – you mentioned all the running back assets they've poured into it. And they spent a first-round pick on Dalton Kincaid. They spent a third-round pick on Dawson Knox. And what at the time was a top-five tight end contract on Dawson Knox. And now the line. Like, the line was something that they went cheap with for a while, but now look at it. Second round pick, Deion Dawkins. Connor McGovern was the biggest contract they gave out last offseason. Mitch Morris at the time was the most expensive center in league history. Osiris Torrance was a second round pick. Spencer Brown's the, 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 the least expensive asset, and he's a third. So, it's really only wide receiver. Which is the most frustrating part of it. Like, that is the position I would want a team investing the most in after quarterback. And this team so far has put just the first into digs, and that's it. I, I remember, you know, maybe jinxed himself. I remember when Brandon Bean said after losing to the Bengals in the playoffs last year that, well, everyone would love to have, you know, a Jamar Chase. He was getting asked about the Bengals receiving core and, like, can you replicate that? And he said, well, everybody would love to have a Jamar Chase, but I don't want to be bad enough to be picking that high. One, kind of funny, because they're kind of on their way to being bad enough to pick a Jamar Chase that high. They probably won't get that high. But two, my thought on that was always, you you have Chase. You've got Diggs. You've already accomplished that. Where's your T. Higgins? Where's your T. Higgins? Who was a second-round pick? You can find that guy. Christian Watson was an early second-round pick. You could have picked him eight picks higher than he went in the first round instead of Kyrie Elam. You could have traded up in the second round the same year and got George Pickens if you wanted. There were moves to be made. I I do believe that that's very impactful. I do believe... like I don't think Gabe Davis is a bad player. But I think on a good team, on a great team... Like the Bills are supposed to be. He's the he's a number three wide receiver. He's better than the number four receiver that he used to be when John Brown and Emmanuel Sanders were playing over him. I, I think he's better than that. I think he was good enough. He's a good enough player to be one of your top three. But is he good enough to be your number two? And I feel like we've got two years of sample size that say the answer to that question is no. You can do better. Can you do worse? Sure. Look at Kansas City. You could do worse. I'm not saying you can't, but you can do better. You should want to do better. Everything is easier. Things would be easier for the coordinator. We had a caller last segment that maybe he's right, referenced that Deontay Hardy did not run a good route on the Allen pick, and then he needed to drive the safety to the inside, and he didn't, and he ran it to the outside. Donut route, he called it. I'd have to watch it back. I did, or actually I did watch it back, and I, I kind of see what he's talking about. So, okay, let's say that that's right. If you had drafted Christian Watson last year, does he run that route better? He's a better overall receiver. Maybe he does. Things are easier for Dorsey if you have guys that can separate on their own and not have to scheme guys open consistently. And Diggs, again, is like the only guy that does that. Thanks, Steve, for the call. 
I man, I want to see them invest in receiver. And I'm afraid they won't. I'm afraid that that, that that ship has sailed. That they are going to see Dalton Kincaid. And I love Dalton Kincaid. He's going to be a great tight end in this league, I think, for a long time. But he's not a wide receiver. He is not a wide receiver. He does not run a full route tree. He does not line up on the outside and get open. It doesn't happen. So, you need a receiver, but look at some of the holes that they're going to have. Look at the defense, the injuries. I, I'm skeptical that that's going to happen. 803-0550, let's go to Chris and Jamestown. Hey, Chris. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, I think I think a lot of us just have PTSD from the drought, and so we're afraid sure. to maybe move on from McDermott because he broke the drought. But, I mean, the Broncos fired John Fox, and he went to the Super Bowl, and they were winning 12 games a year. The Eagles won their first ever Super Bowl with Peterson. They fired him, and look at how they, they rebounded with Sirianni real quick. I just think the team's moving in the wrong direction now, and we can appreciate what McDermott did, but he's never going to give us over, over the hump. We blew a 16-point lead against Houston. The 13 seconds is just a joke. And then last year, it was embarrassing in the Cincinnati game. And everything yeah. ultimately falls on him. Um, I don't think he's holding Allen accountable. Um, it's just yeah. it's just bad. You know, the sky's falling right now. And I think it's time for that change. Th- thanks for the call, Chris. That's a question that I often wonder about that I don't know that we'll ever get a, a good, honest answer to. Does he hold Allen accountable? That, I, I wonder. Allen, man, I, I have these these questions about Allen, and they're probably stupid. But last night I tweeted it, half kidding. I do honestly wonder if he him not eating on game days impacts his play. I mean, again, it's dumb, but like they've kind of done this to us, right? Where you have to wonder about all these, these stupid little things. Like, maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. Because it's hard to explain. And one thing I, I did think about it, like, Allen drops that ball before it gets to James Cook. Allen just kind of, you know, has a brain fart and throws that pick where he's gunning for Deontay Hardy. Again, the same pick he's thrown, like, five times. And I, I did think, like, this guy just says he doesn't eat on game days. And he pukes before games. I don't know. Go the whole day without eating. Tell me you wouldn't lose focus at whatever you're doing. Right, like I, again, like I'm kind, I'm being facetious a little bit, but I don't know. There was weird comments he was making in the off season and podcasts about workout regimens and just like I, I don't know. Again, this is all complete reckless spec- speculation, and it could be completely nothing. But yeah, I wonder about it. I wonder how much they hold the quarterback accountable. We're going through it a little bit right now, right? Like, he's better out under center, but he likes playing in the shotgun. So what do they do? They play in the shotgun. Yesterday, look at the numbers, shotgun versus under center. And Allen went 4 for 4 for 61 yards and a touchdown under center. He went 11 for 21 for 116 yards and two interceptions from the shotgun. It's not even close. He almost had he had more than he had almost half as many yards. In fact, he had more than half as many yards on four attempts from under center than twenty one from the shotgun. But what they do all night? They played from the shotgun because, right? Don't we think that's what the quarterback wants? 
That's another one. I referenced in week one. I don't know how many examples of this you have since then, but McDermott was shown on camera. Remember this? McDermott was shown on camera after Allen tried to stay in bounds and get extra yardage. McDermott on camera pointing to his temple going, be smart, be smart, yelling at Allen. And then the next drive, the next opportunity to be smart, Allen on a a third and seven, five yards away from the first down marker, tried to jump over three New York Jets. I mean, come on. Maybe he's just, it's uncontrollable. I don't know. That's the one thing I have a question about. But again, like, I don't even really know that. I'm just, I'm wondering, I'm trying to figure out what's happening with this offense. Why does Allen throw picks like this? Where there's just there's no chance, man. There's no chance. That route all year, it's not working. They're baiting you into it. They what the defense wants Allen to throw that pass. They want Allen to think that that receiver is going to open up and that all he's got to do, all he's got to do is that he's capable of making a Superman throw where he laser beams it between a safety and a corner in the open zone. And the defenses all year have been baiting him into it, and he continues to take the bait. And next week against the Jets, I mean, Jordan Whitehead, the safety for the Jets, got him on that route in week one. Isn't Jordan Whitehead watching that game last night going, oh, I'm going to get him on that next week. I'll get him. And there might be, again, this is something where I don't even know how much the coaching staff can do. How could Ken Dorsey not be watching that on film with Josh Allen and say, Josh, you can't make this throw. You can't make this throw. He's probably been telling him that all year. But Allen, he thinks he's Superman, right? And a lot of times he is. Maybe most of the time he is. But some things Superman even can't do. That's one of them. That route might be his kryptonite right now. 803-0550, Josh in LA is next. What's up, Josh? Hey, how you doing, Thank for taking my call. I'm going to run through some things, and those are very good points about Allen. Um, I'm concerned about how he talks to the press, and I think as a captain, the coach needs to tell him to be a man. All right, the coach has got to go, May, and the whole staff. His, his Dorsey and McDermott got to go. This team is checked out psychologically. I can see it in their face. They know they're not good enough to get anything done this year. I think they're checked out. I'll run through some things real quick, and I'll listen to your comments. I'm glad the running game is better. I think the offensive line is solid. Uh, wide receiver after Stephon Diggs is a, is a complete mess. I don't know if that's coaching or what it is, but it, it's a mess beyond Diggs. Special teams, Marv Levy always said, special teams is 35% of the game. You've got to get that right. You can't allow these kind of runbacks. Um, and then the defense, I think, considering the injuries, uh, I think they've played very, very well. And when it, when it comes back to coaching, I do wonder about why Vaughn Miller's not on the field for that uh, final drive. And I, I often wonder why I don't see A.J. Epinesa more. And uh, Taron uh, Johnson makes some very big mistakes at big times, even after he made some very big plays. So, to me, bottom line, uh, get your quarterback in line. Because it's going to be if you if if you didn't have Josh Allen, you would spend twenty years trying to replace Josh Allen. So get rid of the coach, get a new mindset, and I'll listen to your comments. Thanks for the call, Josh. What do I want to, what do I want to take from that? 
got distracted because Trayvon Diggs is tweeting about uh, Stefan Diggs. Again, Trayvon Diggs just tweeted, let's not forget he didn't start going off till bro got there. All right. The Diggs brother. He is uh he's lighting a fire that I'm sure people that are looking for clicks today and looking for content are going to going to grab onto. I don't mean to run past all your comments there. I mean, on the coaching staff, I mean, you're try- if you're firing everybody, I wonder who your coach is the rest of the year. Um, I'm ready to see Dorsey go. I'm in agreement there. I'm not ready to see McDermott go. But I wouldn't tell you I'm that far off. I just, I just don't, again, I don't think it's going to happen. So, kind of a moot point. What else did he talk about? Either way, I, I want to get to... Diggs for just a second here because Trayvon Diggs is tweeting about him and I'm not thinking about Diggs wanting out but I I have thought about what Stefan Diggs reaction is to this season and not because he should even be different than anybody else but hey he is right like he he was the guy that didn't show up to day one of minicamp he was the guy that wanted to, he needed questions answered and I tweeted this last night like we spent so much time trying to f- to pin down what specifically is Diggs either upset about or what is he questioning when really like he was onto it right like he knew saw there's a t-shirt company making Diggs was right t-shirts today we don't even know what he was right about but we know you know, enough from what he said to the media when he showed up to training camp and reading between the lines. We know enough to know he felt this team was headed in the wrong direction and he and he needed to know why. And he needed assurance that that was going to stop. And then the season started. Right? Then the season started. And I said this when Diggs showed up to camp um, in the offseason. We can put this all to bed until after the year. And then after the year, yeah, I'm going to wonder. Because that dude is as competitive as anyone in this league. And probably more so than anybody even on the team. And maybe sometimes even to a fault that he is obsessive about winning. And... Does he settle for this? I mean, I imagine he's one of the more fiery guys in that locker room right now. And that's not for me to say that he's asking out or that he's giving up on it. I just I just wonder the next time we hear from him and what his reaction will be after the season. I'm just going to be interested in it. Because he is, he's different. He's built different. He acts different. And again, not saying that in a negative connotation. I like it. I think it's a positive. In a lot of situations, but it makes me want to kind of track his vibes, you know, more than than the average player. Um, and all that being said, like Trayvon Diggs is tweeting about him. Stephon Diggs has made no indication, has not really done anything of the light since since minicamp. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Let's go to Dakota in West Seneca. Hey Dakota. Hey, how are you? Good. Uh, first time, long time. Thanks for taking my call here. Sure. So. That's exactly what I'm calling about is the guy, the only guy that I see showing up week in and week out is Stefan Diggs. Um, I don't, I want to hear what you think. Do you think he's going to stick with us to, if we do change an OC, if we do do a coaching change, I mean, he came here for a ring 
two or three years ago. Hey, hey, Dakota, I got to break in. I got to break in because um, I just want to triple check that this is correct, and it is. All right, we have breaking news. The Bills have fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. Adam Schefter is reporting per sources. Again, I am triple checking. It's the world of Twitter. I got a blue check mark. I got 10 million followers. I got Adam Schefter. And he is also reporting that Joe Brady, who we've talked about extensively, former Panthers OC, Bills quarterback coach, will be the new interim offensive coordinator. There you go. We I I led the show with it, right? Like I again, sorry Dakota to break in there. I said at the beginning of the show that if we get any news, we're going to get it to you immediately. And in the new world of social media, I wanted to take like 30 seconds to just confirm it. Um even now. I like I I did all the homework, right? And I'm still like a little nervous. So like I got got Elon's Twitter, man. Um no, it's official. Not official, but it's it's all the Bills beat reporters are picking up on it as well. There we go. Ken Dorsey has been fired. Wow. I mean, I'm not that surprised. I did I've said how many times on the air this morning that I think it can happen. I think I think it's going to happen. I said I went to bed last night after listening to McDermott thinking they're going to make a change. And they've done it. Little bit to know on Joe Brady, by the way. Joe Brady was the Panthers' offensive coordinator for a year and a half. He was, before that, the passing game coordinator at LSU when Joe, when, uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and that team was, like, unbelievable. Um, and then, when he went to Carolina, Teddy Bridgewater was his quarterback. He had some decent success throwing the ball and then got fired second uh, in his second year halfway through. And the story reads on that that Matt Rule, the then Panthers coach, Basically told him to start running the ball more, and he didn't. So, that's a little uh, a little summary on uh, Joe Brady leading up to this point. Young, 34 years old, was a hot shot, up-and-coming coordinator, and we'll see. I think this is good because now the Bills get, what, seven games? What are they, they're 5-5? Five and five? They have seven games. This is a, This is a test run. This is, a, this is a test drive with Joe Brady as your OC. So now, rather than wait till the end of the year, let Dorsey finish out the campaign, and then if you want to move on, think, well, let's try Joe Brady. That could work. Now you, you'll have some information. It won't be entirely his offense because I don't think you can just install a brand new offense midway through the year, but this will be a different play caller. And whatever information you can get, I do believe that this will be good because I can't see the offense getting worse. I can't. I can't. I don't think it can get worse than this. So, all right, if I've got a floor built in, and this guy's called plays before, it's not like you're just throwing a nobody in there. And on top of that, now I get a seven-game look at a potential riser as an offensive coordinator. I can make a decision based on that. If the next seven games look the same as they have the last six, then I'm tr- I'm going out of house, right? I'm trying something else. But if it goes well, like he he can earn it. I think he can really earn it here. All right, all right. We're turning. I mean, this could be both your reaction to the Bills losing to Denver last night. But we're gonna in the last half hour here really uh, turn the page to your reaction to Ken Dorsey being fired. The first Bills coordinator fired midseason since Greg Roman.
by Rex Ryan. 8030550 is the phone number. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll get to you. And we got a couple open phone lines to get to. We'll do that right when we come back. Jody Biasi, it is the Extra Point Show here on WGR. Presented by Catholic Health, Catholic Health, the right way to care. By Northwest Bank, for what's next, get started at northwest.com. And by Speed Global, around the corner or around the world, Speed Delivers. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 